So, um, Carmine, uh, the country, you know, it's, it's, it's very polarized right now with people having very strong beliefs on on one side or the other. And uh, I, I just wanted to know, uh, where do you fall on Rob's will? <laughs> I, I legit thought you were gonna gonna add. We were just talking. Yeah, Yo, you can't do that. You can't do it. <laughs> what? I have a, what? Have a half a vine to get you to restart this. No, don't restart. <laughs> you're just talking about like another show, and you come at me with that. <laughs> so Rob's will. Um, I'm 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 familiar with it. It's a. It happens in. Correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say clash, but it's most likely storm because it's in I, storm, yeah, right. Because it, it's a response to Sansa being married to Tyrion, which I think happened in Storm of Swords. Yes. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Rob's will is a specific book plot line that essentially is Rob Stark's response to Sansa marrying Tyrion. And if something happens to Rob, then Winterfell would go to him. So Rob and a or series, her, whoever, or, whoever, whoever the the person named in the will right well no 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 yeah. like if something happens to rob without a will oh go... yes 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 yeah right. i'm sorry yeah so yeah, absolutely. this will is written basically who becomes rob's successor and heir to winterfell should something happen to him and it's witnessed by a few people mage mormont galbert glover um cat catlin of course and uh edmir tully i'm sure there's like two more people um I'm, I'm, it's escaping me that's the basics of what I know. That essentially Rob names John as his heir to Winterfell should something happen to him. And I think he sends several people away to also have this information. Well, first off, that's the the thing the the the, the thing people people often um make a mistake on. John was not necessarily named. We don't know who was named. Oh really? It's a mystery. Yeah. There's uh, there is a a it's a mistake in the in the fandom to assume that like john was named it's oh it's, he was so rob they're on their way to the twins for the red wedding uh of course they don't know it's the red wedding but they're mm-hmm. on their way they pass a graveyard um and so they they get in this feeling that okay we you know we're not we're, what happens if if rob dies at this point Bran and Rickon are, are presumed dead. Arya is presumed dead. And um, actually, it's not even presumed for, for Bran and Rickon. Like, everyone believes that Theon killed Bran and Rickon. Arya is assumed dead because no one's, no one's seen her. So he understands that if he dies, things, things would go to Sansa, which means they go right to the Lannisters. To protect against this, he decides he's, he's going to write a will. He says to Catelyn, he has a conversation with Catelyn, where he says, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. I I want to leave Winterfell to somebody." And Catelyn says, "Oh yeah, well this is this is an issue. I totally agree. You can't give it to Sansa. So you have some relatives in the Vale." And she starts listing like possible relatives in the Vale um, that that would be next in line. What's funny is that that little line that Catelyn says comes back in the Elaine Sample chapter because Sansa meets the Wainwoods and they all look like Starks. Um, they are, they're horse-faced, but that's, that's another random thing. So Rob then, then Rob says, well, hold on a second. Why, I, why don't I leave it to John? 
and Catalan is just dead set against it. Um, and then he says, well, you know what? I don't care what you think. Then a little more time passes in the chapter, and then they sign the will. But you don't know who they actually signed the will to. Um, and actually, somebody brought this up at a question and answer uh, session with George. And they said, they, they went in with the um, assumption that John was getting named. And, and so he's like, the person asked the question, like, like, will John ever find out that Rob named him in his will? And mm, George R. Martin clever. was like, George R. Martin was like, uh, I haven't revealed who the wills, who, who's <laughs> named in the will, you know, but he said, but he's like, but the will will come back, you know? Mm. So, so George fully admits that this is, a, it was, it's a mystery. He left it a mystery. We don't know who's in it. Um, so I think that the fandom jumped to the conclusion that it's John, but we don't know if it's John. So only very few select people know who's in it. Like I said before, Mage Mormont, who was Liana Mormont's mother, um, Galbert Glover, uh, yeah. I think Great John Umber as well, obviously Cat Catalan and Edmure Tully. Now, if we're theorizing here, it's possible that Edmure Tully has told the Blackfish, and the Blackfish has this knowledge when he escapes River Run in Feast for Crows. But which... the Blackfish wasn't. So the Blackfish is down south, and Edmure Edmure is taken to the Red Wedding and then captured and imprisoned. Right, and so... then he's brought before Jamie to relieve the siege of Riverrun. Yes. Which he goes into Riverrun, and he allows his uncle, the Blackfish, to escape. I suppose that conversation could have happened, yeah. Yeah, so while he's there, he could have told the Blackfish. And at the same time, if I recall correctly, when the siege of... When, when Riverrun is liberated by the Lannister and Frey forces... Yeah. I think Jaime lets everyone go, but two people he sends to the Wall, or they request to go to the Wall? Mm, mm, that you know you're right that a couple guys do go to the do go to the wall so if um, those guys were there to listen to Edmure tell the blackfish who's in the will and if it's john then john could potentially have some allies coming to him in uh the next couple of books either the blackfish true. or these two guys or both or all that's three. true if if that were if that were high on on um their uh, their list of things to do. The problem is, is that Edmure knows that Catalan hates John, and the Blackfish knows that Catalan hates John. So, would it be in either Edmure or or the Blackfish's best interest to to um, to uh, to pass this on to John? Like, even if they knew, does it matter? Most... She's dead, as far as they know. Yeah, but I mean, I mean. Yeah, but it's it's still their sister. And what does it what does it bring the Tullys? Like, how is it in the Tullys' best interest? Doesn't at one point when Jamie is having a conversation with uh, Blackfish, I can't I, I don't remember if this is book or show or both. Doesn't the Blackfish tell Jamie as long as I'm standing, the war is not over? Yeah, and the war still continues on if John is um, named in the will as Rob's successor. I mean, I suppose if if the Blackfish is being vindictive and just wants more chaos against the Lannisters, and who cares? Because at this point, you know, House Tully is is near extinct, so I'm just going to create more chaos. Um, that's possible, but the problem is at this point, Stannis is well. I guess, yeah, no, they would know that Stannis is now at the Wall, 
So Stannis is already causing trouble up there, so it's not really necessary. Like, what's another king? If anything, it would weaken Stannis's um, claim to have another king and have a three-way fight up, up north rather than a two-way fight. Um, you know, it, in ways it would hurt their cause. Most people, most people look at the, that Galbert Glover and Mage Mormont went off to find um, Howland Reed, with, and so many people think that they have a copy of the will and are sitting in, you know, Howland's castle, um, Greywater Watch, and, like, biding their time or something. So to remind uh, everybody, uh, Mage Mormont and Galbert Glover are sent up to find Howland Reed so Rob can coordinate attack on how to take Moat Kalen back from the, Bol from the Ironborn. Yes. But the Boltons beat them to it, so we don't know what's going on with... Uh, that whole situation. I remember when, when Theon goes to uh, liber help liberate Moe Kalen, I think one of the, uh, what are they called? Krangon, Kranganmen? The Swamp Men? Oh, the Kranigmen? Yeah, the Swamp Men. I remember one of them trying to shoot an arrow at Theon. Yeah, I mean, they, they, the Kranigmen have, have, have done very little in the war. They, they essentially threw some arrows at, at the Ironborn, and that's about it. They didn't send any forces with Rob. They've, Holland Reed's actually been a big dick. <laughs> hasn't, sent, hasn't sent anyone, you know. Um, That's funny. And, and I, think, I think last year you also, I, I remember you saying Holland Reed has done dick all for anybody in the show oh, and the books. And the books. No, he's, he's, he's an ass. He's, I mean, everybody's just like, you know, this is Ned's best friend. Well, he sucks. Okay. <laughs> he sucks. Um, well, there's a huge theory online that Howland Reed will reveal John's parentage. I don't know about that because if he does know the whole thing with Liana and, you know, if, if R plus L equals J is true and Liana swore Ned to secrecy, Ned would probably swear Howland Reed to secrecy too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, now, there is, of course, people that believe that John is not named in the will and that there are there is evidence that other people were named, um, or someone else was named. And this comes from the, so in the final lines of the chapter in which, um, in which the, the will comes up, Catalan, he, he signs the will, and then Catalan says, um, I hope that the trap that he's, they've laid for um, the Ironborn is as good as the trap he's just laid for me here, you know? And, and it's like, wait, what trap? Like, wait, what, what is she talking about? You know, like what, what, what has she been, you know, entrapped into? And it, it's very hard to figure it out. Um, some people think, oh, there's a, there's a trap of her going to sea guard rather than to follow Rob around. And it's like, that's not very much of a trap. I mean, Rob can just order her wherever he wants. He's king. Um, and so some people think the trap is John was really, I mean, uh, Rob was really threatening to name John and then named someone else. And Catalan would have been a little resistant to this other person, but because the alternative is John, she's forced to accept it. Hmm. I wonder who it could be then. Well, the theory is, is like, okay, well, who, who would Catalan be resistant to being named? Um, and then who fits all of uh, Rob's criteria? 
And Rob's criteria is he rejects the people from the Vale that Catalan names because they have never seen Winterfell and they know nothing of the North. And so there's a question of, okay, maybe it's another Northerner. Um, but the problem, the problem with naming a Northerner is that they have no connection to the Riverlands. And the problem with renaming from someone from the Riverlands is they don't know Winterfell. And so it's really yeah. tough. It's really tough. Even John has nothing to do with the Riverlands. And so if he's really talking about, you know, keeping his kingdom together, because his kingdom is the North and the Riverlands, he would need somebody that is both of the Riverlands and the North. I can only think of one person, kind of, who might fit this description, and I could argue for them, um, which would be Robin Aaron, who is who has some of that Tully blood, um, mm. and he would, by naming Robin Aaron as heir to Winterfell, that's his cousin, essentially. It's true. Not to mention, that would also force the Vale into this war, and they haven't really committed, I don't think they've committed at all any forces to the war, so it's something, but I don't think the Northern Lords would go for it, because who the fuck right. is this? And Robin Aaron has never been in the North wouldn't know the north but it's an interesting an interesting idea some people some people would argue aria that even though aria is presumed dead like no we've got to we've got to skip over sansa and give it to her of course this would cause trouble because you know the boltons are actually using a fake aria to mm -hmm. <laughs> to claim the north um and then there's my theory which is that the person named is is actually catalan and catalan in my opinion, fits the best because she is a Stark by marriage. She is of the North. She knows Winterfell well. She is of the Riverlands. She would, she would keep the Tully-Stark alliance. She would keep the Riverland-North alliance. Um, and that she would be reluctant. She would be reluctant to be named the heir. And that the alternative is John. And so you have to. And that, that's what the trap is. Additionally, in between what Rob brings up, when Rob brings up John and the actual signing of the will, uh, Catelyn goes off and starts talking to the Mormon women. And she's like, oh, you, get, you, you Mormons are, you know, are, are, are different. And they're like, oh, yes, no, we're, we're she-bears. We're strong women. You know, we, we can lead. And it's just this random little thing where she talks to the Mormon women for, for no reason. And so I think that thematically it's like, oh, she talked to a bunch of women who, who, who were telling her that no, like actually women can lead and women can be successful leaders. Um, and so that's, that's, that's my theory is that it's Catalan and not John. Well, let's play devil's advocate for a minute here and say mm. it is John. Um, okay. How does that work with the Night's Watch? So does the Night's Watch recognize the North's independence considering they're neutral in all wars and political affiliation? Like, do, do they, like when Rob declares yeah. himself King of the North, what is the Night's Watch's position on this? Do they just go, eh, whatever, or? Yeah, I mean, they're supposed to be neutral on everything, but they, they would probably take issue with a defector, even if they're, even if they're a king. Um, now Rob shrugs it off and he's like, he's like, if a king orders people and promises to give 200 men in exchange, I'm sure they would be fine with it. And Stannis also doesn't seem to have an issue with it. And so some people think, okay, maybe this is just all a thematic buildup to what A Storm of Swords kind of ends with. Because if you remember, like, Storm of Swords actually has two near misses of John 
controlling Winterfell, if we assume that John is named in the will, that Rob would have his chance, and you're sitting there reading going, oh my gosh, John's going John's to win Winterfell, and then, then the Stannis thing happens, then they die at the Red Wedding, and you're like, ooh, what a, what a, what a lost opportunity. And then the second one hits with, with Stannis, um, where he offers Winterfell, and John passes it up, passes it up and then you know, wants to be in the Night's Watch. Um, you know, supposedly, if we're, if we're taking John's personality in A Storm of Swords, and John can change, but his personality should be that he would turn down King of the North <laughs> if, if he were named in, in the will, right? Mm -hmm. that, he ma that he made a vow. And um, yeah, and then they're going to get into this whole, oh, but you died, and so you can get out of your vow. Well, and all yes that. and no, because remember, at the end of Dance of Dragons... He reads this letter, and then he goes into the hall, explains what's going on to the wildlings and everyone present, all the factions present, and he basically says, like, who's with me? And all the wildlings are like, yeah! Yeah, that's But true. then his black yeah. brothers, um, it's, it is black brothers, right? I don't want to be... <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay, I, mean, I just yeah, want to make yeah. sure we're not, you know. His black brothers end up stabbing him in, in retaliation because, come on, like, what are you doing? This is, you know, the Night's Watch. You can't do this. Um, but here's the thing. If the Night's Watch acknowledge that the North is its own thing, but they don't allow Jon to inherit this for fear of retribution from the Iron Throne, how does that go down? Well, I mean, I think Jon at the end of A Dance with Dragons is stabbed for a, a million reasons. Um, there is a, there's a great Onion article which is entitled, you know, JFK assassinated by, and then it lists like FBI, CIA, uh, Teamsters, like, <laughs> like it just has this long list hit with, you know, 150 bullets. Like John was stabbed for 150 reasons. All right. He was really fucking up and he has, there's a lot of reasons to kill John. Um, that, 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 I mean, you know, I can just think of a dozen off the top of my head. You know, Cersei ordered it, you know, or he was eating, he was having all the food eaten. Uh, he deserts, you know. Uh, Stannis loses and he was seen as supporting Stannis, you know, like it just goes, goes on and on. Oh, that um, is true. Mm. Yeah. I always had this one theory. It's a show only theory that one of the reasons Alistair Thorne led the coup against Jon Snow is because he was kind of being forced by the Boltons to make a choice, you know, whether they all die or they take out Jon Snow. And of course, there is a scene I remember in, um, I think it was season five or six, where Ramsay, you know, thinks out loud that he wants to go and, and kill John, who at this point is Lord Commander, and Roose Bolton kind of reprimands him for that, because if he does that, then all the Northern Lords would be against them. But uh, of course, Ramsay kills Roose and sends the letter anyways. Even if they do name John as heir to Winterfell in the will, it'll be such a goddamn mess. Holy shit, what a mess. It does, and, and some people say like, well, and what's the point if John is named? Like, John is already deserted and is already, you know, thinking about attacking Winterfell. He doesn't need any motivation, you know, because he's about to like, say John does lead an army like, like he does in the show and conquers Winterfell. Um, he doesn't need any, any document. You know, and you know. Plus, they think Rickon is alive, and, and all sorts of things. Like, for now, say Rick, say yeah, say it's say the book ends up being like the show. Rickon dies. John ends up conquering Winterfell. You know, he he's got his right of conquest. You know, he doesn't need any uh, document. Um, 
you know, to, to make him king. Like, at this point, like, it's, it's might makes right. You know, the, the Boltons took the North without any... I mean, I, I suppose they tried to legitimize things with, with, with Arya, but with fake Arya, but everybody knows she's fake. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't need any sort of, sort of like worthless document to bring, it, to bring people on board. And who, who left on board is there to convince? Like, everyone is dead in the North. The, the last armies are, are battling it out between Stannis and Roos uh, and, and, and Ramsay at the Battle of Vice. Like, after that, there's not going to be any Northerners to convince, you know? Like, is, that is true. I mean, except for maybe the Kranig men. I mean, like, there's nobody left. <laughs> so the whole will is pointless. Um, now, I think it's a bit more interesting if it's, if it's Catelyn, because if you remember, in A Feast for Crows, Catelyn ends up... Um, uh, the Brotherhood, her faction of the Brotherhood Without Banners ends up um, attacking the phrase and gets a hold of Rob's crown. And she's actually holding Rob's crown um, as if she wants to crown someone. And I do wonder if she's trying to crown one of her daughters, you know, uh, Sansa or Arya, or if she, ha if she just has the crown because she thinks that she's actually queen, queen of the Riverlands, you know. And Queen of the North. I don't know. You know, like, it'd be really weird if she was sitting there waiting to crown John, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, unless they decide to go with the whole, like, you know, in the show, she has all of this regret for hating John that just doesn't, doesn't exist in the book. Like, you know, would she really be sitting around like undead being like, oh, I really need to crown John with this crown. Like, I don't know. I think she just has the crown for sentimental reasons. I don't think she's waiting to crown anybody. That's possible. It, but just, I think... it just represents the, her loss of Rob. Or you know, the last thing she has of him. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, too. I mean, and she wants vengeance for his death. You know, we, so. we don't know where his bones are. And we still don't know where Ned's bones are. That's still an issue as well. <laughs> That's true. He disappeared. Ned's bones and uh, Hallis Mullen, I think is the guy's name, who's, who's supposed to take it to up, up north. Guy that just, yeah, he disappeared. Isn't Palace Mullen supposedly? I, I remember reading one of the Theon chapters in Dance, and he runs into this this guy in like a like a like a hood. We don't know who who he is. His face is not shown. All he says is like, "Aren't you Theon Turncloak or something?" Right. We don't uh, know yeah, who this person is. Could be like a figment of Theon's imagination. Right. It could be anything. It could be Robert Glover. It could be you know. It could be a million people who have who have somehow gotten inside Winterfell and. Um, I think I, my idea is that it's Robert Glover just because it's, it's got to be someone that would be not immediately killed, has to, see, has to be perceived as on the Bolton side, you know, a, a, in some way, even if he's not. And you see, that's why the mystery of the Hooded Man is super interesting because it could be any number of random background characters but you say it's a bolton ally and i don't know about that because right now like with stannis coming everyone's on edge and i don't think Roos would allow any ally to just freely walk around like that yeah especially since he can't be sure of anyone's true allegiance to him i mean after all the guy like last week betrayed rob and half the north to the phrase of the red wedding so uh. right and at this point you know the and the weird thing about the about the um the hooded man is that we already know that, that uh, the Umber forces are outside. 
and then the Bolton forces are inside. So what character would be cool with both forces, right? Because he's got to be, he's got to like get through the Umber forces and they have to be cool with him. Mm-hmm. And then they has to get, then he has to be let inside Winterfell, which means the Bolton forces have to be cool with him. And so that right there makes it a tough question on who it would be, um, which is why I think maybe, maybe some like officially Robert Glover would be but you're presuming this person is coming in through the front door. If it's someone like Hallis Malin or someone who's been to Winterfell quite, for quite some time, maybe he would know some secret passages. I mean, there's, there are secret tunnels, um, but who would know about the secret tunnels? Uh, I mean, I think the only people that know about the secret tunnels are, are Theon and, and um, Big and, Walder Fr- Big and uh, Little Walder Frey. Um, so I don't know. It would be... That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother discussion. The hooded man. Some people. Some people would argue that even George doesn't know. He just like wrote it in, and he's just like, "I'll figure it out later." <laughs> it could be just Theon, just you know, like automatically assuming things. But at the same time, someone's in Winterfell killing uh, Freys and Boltons. And at first, we're like, "Okay, it has to be Mance Raider and his spearwives." But then at one point, even one of them says, "Yo, it's not us." Yeah, that's the murder of of uh, little little Walder Frey. Um, so that's a big mystery. I have a whole video on the murder of little Walder Frey and who who I think it is. Um, that you've already uh, uh, put out. Yeah, it's called uh, a Frey in the Snow. Uh, mm. I put it out a few years ago. Who it's is two parter? Who is the who is the killer then? Well, I would argue Ramsay. Um, some people jump to. I think that most people in the fandom would say it's. Big Walder, but I think that doesn't make any sense at all. Like any sense. What's the theory like, for and against Big Walder? That Big Walder is obsessed with succession, and Little Walder is ahead of him in the line of succession. Mm. And I'm just like, they're like sixty third and sixty second. Like he, there's, it's useless to try to like kill him at this point. Like that's stupid. Also, like Little Walder is much bigger. And and would be able to, would be I, I, he would not be able to take him on, or he would not be able, be confident in taking him on. It'd be very silly. Like they they'd already established in a Clash of Kings that Little Walder was was incredibly strong and would knock Big Walder into into the um, into the pond when they played when they played Lord of the Crossing. Uh, and so and it was the same. Then they went jousting, and and Little Walder was just knocking. Big Walder off because Big Walder is smaller. So if you're really like, why would you want to jump from 60 something to 61st and it by attacking a huge person in the middle of it's, it's just silly. It's it. Plus it doesn't, it doesn't work out for, for little Walder. Cause the, after that murder, the phrase are sent outside because of that murder. And now little Walder is riding into battle I'm sorry, Big Walder, Little Walder's, Little Walder's dead. Big Walder is now riding into battle to die against Stannis. So it, does, it didn't even work out for him. It was really stupid. It's a really stupid plan. <laughs> Why would Ramsay want to kill uh, some Freys? Because I think he believes that the... So I think he is in a power struggle with his father. And so he needs to get um, his, uh, forces that are aligned with his father out of the castle. Mm, so, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So the phrase are aligned with Roos, and definitely aligned with Roos because Fat Walda is married to Roos. 
And so everything relies on that, that marriage, while their connection to Ramsay is fuck all. In fact, they hate Ramsay because he's a threat to the, you know, any child that, that Fatwalda has to, to inherit Winterfell. So Ramsay is a threat. So they are very anti-Ramsay. So Ramsay is, a, is, in, it's, is in his best interest to get any Roose Bolton supporting forces out of the castle. Because if, if his father dies, he gets the Bolton force. So the biggest forces in Winterfell are the Bolton forces and the Frey forces, and then everybody else kind of is, is smaller. So you kind of get the sense that all of the other forces hate Ramsay. So all of the other forces plus the Freys could probably take on the Bolton forces. But if you get the Frey forces out of there, the Bolton forces you know, are overwhelmingly the, the largest force. And so Ramsay would be in control of that if his father dies, and he wouldn't have to worry about anything. So in a sense, the Freys are just a big threat to Ramsay. <clears throat> and so he needs to get them out. That would actually fall in line with the show as well, where yeah. in season six, when Ramsay kills Roos, he also makes sure Fat Walda and her child are also killed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, kind of, it's one of those, it's one of those poor phrase situations. <laughs> but yeah, the phrase, the phrase gets sent outside. Little and little Walder, um, I'm sorry, big Walder, he purposely named them this so you'd get him confused. But big Walder is riding off to war. We, we, we actually spot big Walder in the Asha sample chapter, the Asha fragment. Um, but... Uh, you, you know about the Asha Fragment? Have Asha you ever read it? Fragment. It's for Winds of Winter? <laughs> yes. What? Yes. So you, you've read most of the sample chapters, right? Mercy. Um, there was the one with Sansa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as it turns out, there is a small fragment of an Asha chapter that was spotted. So George R. Martin did a quick interview with, with um, John Oliver and in the background, his computer was on, and he was, and these people zoomed in, and what they could make out, you could figure, it's only like two paragraphs, but it's definitely an Asha chapter. And in that two paragraphs, Big Walder is in, is in the paragraph. So he is riding into war against, uh, against Stannis. So does that mean uh, the pink letter was legitimate? Because... In the Pink Ladder, Ramsay really details a lot of things only certain people would know. I don't think Stannis would know all the uh, all the the things in that letter. Like I, don't, he... I don't think I don't think it, it affects the Pink Ladder because people people that argue for the Pink Ladder say that there's a time jump and things like this and things are out of order. So it I don't think it it makes a difference. Um, for the pink letter being real or not, the, at least the, the Asha fragment. And we, we kind of know, because the Theon sample chapter came out, and we knew that the battle was coming. And then the Asha chapter is just the battle. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, you know, it's, she's just sitting there watching these forces, like these fray forces arrive and head, to, you know, charging them. And that, that's as far as the story gets. That and, and uh, she sees... Um, Moore's Umber's head. So Moore's Umber is apparently dead. Huh. They, yeah, they have, it on a, they have it on a spike. Find me this fragment chapter. I gotta check. I didn't know about this. I gotta check sure, this sure. out. Sure, I did, sure. I, did I did a video on it. If you... If you uh, you if did? You go to, Yo, you gotta... <laughs> I, I love you, man, but you gotta, like... 
You have playlists? I sh I'm one to talk. I my do. Playlists it's on, are it's on my prepping for winter. It's on the Asha. Asha fragment. Asha prepping for winter. Um, sadly, I did, when I did my analysis, I missed that it was Big Walder um, in there. But it's, uh, they describe this fray armor that mm -hmm. this, this character has, and it's, it's Big Walder's armor. So. Are you ever going to redo some of your old theories? Because you could you could do a, a Dornish Master Plan remastered or re-edit edition, or you have to rename it something, and uh, you, you might have to re-record. Add it to the list. Add it to the list of all the, thing, all the videos <laughs> I have to make. Oh, by the way, I got a bone to pick with you. Oh, no. Uh, that's right. So it, Preston hits me up, and he goes, Hey, Carmine. George's got some serious racist allegations against him. We got to go defend him. And I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. He goes, yeah, come on, let's go defend him. And I'm like, okay, is this going on your channel? And this guy, what? No, it's going on your channel. Yeah, it's perfect for you. But you like salacious things. That's what I thought. That's why I thought it would be good on your channel. I, I put this shit up. And immediately, immediately, YouTube flags this as like, nope, we can't monetize it. No, I'm sorry, buddy, yeah, we can't. They've, they've been yellow dollar signing everything, so it's, it's tough. These Actually, days. I've been on a, on a good roll. Like, for people who don't know, when you upload a video to YouTube, they ask you questions. Is this for kids? Yeah. Does this contain hate speech or stuff about war or major amounts of cursing, whatever? And I've been on a good streak, and then this completely destroys my... <laughs> yeah, my analysis of the mercy of the mercy chapter has been um, ruining mine because <laughs> it is a pretty damn racy chapter. Well, I blame you. Yellow, yellow, yellow dollar signed. Yeah, I blame you for this. Actually, you know what? I, I disputed it, and they they let it go surprisingly. Oh, nice. But okay. apparently, George got even more trouble after we did that video. Uh, they called oh, really? him transphobic. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't understand the, the transphobic stuff. Um, so but. basically, he made a joke about I think the the statue, the Oscar statue, or something like that, being having no dick, and I guess that's oh. somehow transphobic. I, I took it as a Varys joke because Varys is a very popular character mm. in the show, mm. and they always mm. make eunuch jokes out of him, and therefore. <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you ever, have you ever seen Akira? Yes, the anime, the anime yeah. Uh, movie. Yes. Yeah. So I remember, and this, whenever, whenever this happens, it's now like burned into my head. So in Akira, uh, there is a, there is a something they do with the sound. Whenever there's a massive explosion, rather than it being super loud, uh, things will go silent um, for the really huge explosions. And so there, near the end of the movie, there is this. You know, things are ramping up and, you know, Tetsuo is going nuts and the whole city's Neo Tokyo is falling apart. There's this huge, massive explosion. It's super, super loud. And then there's this huge, massive explosion and Akira shows up, like reborn. And he walks forward naked. And of course, he's, he's Kendalled. And my friend in the theater, like, it, it immediately goes silent and my friend, like, goes, Akira's got no dick. And then, like, the entire theater just like erupts in laughter. <laughs> I, I, I had seen this special, special release of Akira in the theater many, many years ago. This was actually when I was in college. And she's like, yeah, Akira's got no dick. And it's just like, oh. 
<laughs> yes, he was. Yeah, uh, yeah. But George is not transphobic. For those of you who are curious, that's it's not a thing at all whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not gonna, you're, you know, if if you criticize George, he's 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 pretty he's pretty far to the left on the spectrum. Pretty pretty sensitive to to these issues. Uh, he's. He's, he's probably not one to be criticized. Um, you, there's, there's more people to criticize than him. Criticize me more than, you know, I'm, <laughs> criticize Carmine. Criticize anybody. No, else. no, <laughs> leave me alone. I have nothing to do with anything. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Preston, shall we wrap this up? Sure thing. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on this mini episode. We took a break from Fire and Blood. I'm dreading this next chapter because fuck, it's long. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, really the, it's the final Alisane Jaharis chapter. Yeah, and they threw the, the, the kitchen sink in this one. And he's uh, he he to go off on tangents. Man, it's just it's just 30 pages of tangents. 30 fucking pages. I mean, well, first of all, the whole chapter is like 70-something pages. 70 so like, pages! But, like, he starts talking about some random stuff. But we'll get to it. We, uh, we're going to... We're, gonna, we're, we're, we're doing it next. Ah, uh, Fuck. Oh my! Are we doing Lovecraft Country? I kind of don't want to. I actually we'll, we'll say. Look, I'll, I'll I'll watch the first episode. See see if I uh, see if I like it. There's a lot of buzz, but you know we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. You know. So I don't know. We'll see. Lovecraft Lovecraft is a horrible racist. So I don't know how they, <laughs> what they're what they're doing with him. I'm sorry, but guys, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one.